Hello and welcome to the Real to Rank podcast, the podcast that ranks your favorite film franchise as one movie at a time. I'm Devin Specht, and with me as always is my brother Dayton. Hey, howdy, hi, everybody. And this time we have Superman 2, directed by Richard Donner. Yes, it is Wait. not. Huh? Wait, what? I, I, yeah, I feel what, like we've done happened? this before. Yeah, uh, we're in a phantom zone, I think. We're floating uh, through space, smashed together in a window, slowly watching a... a crystal fly by to the planet of the earth yes this is yep. the donner cut of superman 2 yes the um interesting backstory behind this and uh, i think dayton you're the, probably the most qualified to talk about what the <laughs> fuck happened here <laughs> so uh rich so superman 1 and superman 2 were both filmed back to back in 1978 to 1979 i'm pretty sure or before that actually you know what i mean yeah uh but they were filmed at the same time, and midway through production, Richard Donner was fired because he would have given nothing more than to fucking strangle Pierre Spangler and kill the producers of that movie. Because Wait, Pierre Spangler? Yes. He Pierre collects molds, spores, and fungus? <laughs> yeah. Um, and and uh, pestered Richard Donner to no end. Um, and so what happened was half of the movie was done for Superman 2 and so they brought in Richard Lester who more fit the mold for what the Salkins who are the original producers of the Superman movies uh, wanted they wanted more camp more fun quote unquote in their movie where Richard Donner wanted a more serious take on the on the material we would and... like ice cream flying into a man's face. Yes, yes. We would like, we really just want to go to Paris and just yeah. do stuff with the Eiffel Tower. You know, I feel like this movie, what this movie is missing is a man on a payphone laughing maniacally, <laughs> maniacally. as he's being blown off into the street. Can we do we that? We do get a guy on skates. We get a guy on skates. And a the guy on skates is back. Yep, he's still there. Uh, we also we also want a fucking cellophane S out of nowhere and a British boy in goddamn Idaho. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, please, sir, you got to see my paw. Mr. General, Mr. General, please drop my daddy. <laughs> All right. My papa. My papa. My papa's floating <laughs> in the air because apparently he got Kryptonian telekinesis from the yellow rays of our sun as opposed to the two suns of your native Krypton. Sir? Yep. Anyway, that still happens. That still, well, I mean, the British boy's not there, but uh, that still happens. So it's basically, yeah, it's an interesting, uh, different version of a movie that you will have already seen. Uh, Richard Donner was brought back in because fan campaigns throughout the years uh, really wanted to see his vision come back because all of all of his stuff was still laying in a vault somewhere because another thing about superman 2 was that richard lester also had to film a certain percent of superman 2 in order to get a director's credit i forget how much so there are actually scenes that are the same in this cut that are also the same in superman 2 the theatrical cut but shot completely differently yeah or altered to there i remember there's like some li some scenes in here, and if I remember them, like go on longer, and some mm -hmm. are sh cut shorter. It's yeah. interesting, and it's, it's interesting. Very interesting. The way that they have to to do all that, mm -hmm. and they uh, also have to use test footage because 
Richard Donner wasn't able to get to certain scenes yet. And they also have to play around a little bit with stand-ins and uh, replicating Christopher Reeve's voice. Uh, and and one time they, I know at the end, they definitely have a stand-in Marco Kidder, mm-hmm. yeah. which was very, like, I understood it. Like, it's a very yeah. interesting watch. It um, is. And you have to go into it knowing that this is, it also, so it's not, it's the version of Superman 2 as it would have been intended originally. It's not when they were shooting it as they would have worked around stuff. You know what I mean? As they would have naturally filmed things, things would have changed in the script, you know, as any movie does. It evolves as you're filming it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like Pokemon. Yeah, totally. <laughs> this this did not get a chance to evolve into its next form. Um, so it's, it's, it's an interesting watch, and it does have, uh, I guess, an asterisk next to it because of it. So it's not... It is not a wholly completed picture, and it does, I will say it right out the gate, it shares the ending of Superman 1. Because, yeah. And the reason for that is is that the ending of Superman 1 was supposed to be the ending for these two movies. Yep. But the effect had already been finished, and they had pr- basically made, Warner Brothers asked them to make the end, the time travel ending of Superman one, you know, that they had into the ending for Superman one, and then they were just gonna figure out the ending for two when they got there, but they never got there, so we got what so, we got in Superman two. So this shares the original ending as intended. Yeah. So with it that feels said, a bit repetitive, but just bear yeah. that in mind when by you know what I mean. Yeah, and you can. This is like one of the interesting ones and in that you can't get it on HBO. Like you can get yeah. damn near everything else. Uh, we had to rent this. Uh, I, I own it. Dayton uh, owns it. I own I, it now too. I bought it on yeah. Amazon. Well, I have the, I have a uh, uh, mom for Christmas one year. Cause she's awesome. Got me the collected Superman movies on DVD. And this was included. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, um, interesting. It's a very interesting experiment. Um, and yeah. a, kind of taste of things to come when it comes to dc movies let me no tell you shit oh my god that's such a it's such a forbidding omen right like <laughs> i've been doing this for fucking ever so. well i mean in this case it's almost unique because it wasn't even Warner brothers it was more like just the producers yeah interesting interesting times so yeah the superman 2 richard donner 2006 is what we'll put as the release date. That is the, that's the official release date for this one. So, yeah, a little out of order, but fun yeah. bonus for Super March. Yeah, here we go. Uh, so we so, open with the old school DC logo, the not the bullet, but the, the swish and the star. I do love the bullet, by the way. The bullet's way. the best. Uh, the bullet's my favorite. In, in case you don't know, you can look up all the different DC logos, and I believe it's the one from the 70s. They had it forever. 70s but it's... to like the early 90s, I think, or late in the 80s. But yeah, it was forever. It... it was like the one. And yeah, they changed it into the the more kind of... It's like got like a star and a swish, and it's all DC. It's really nice, but that's no longer the logo either. Yeah, they changed it a lot more now. Yeah, no kidding. Tell you what. And then we have a dedication to Chris Reeves. Mm -hmm. Reeve, sorry. Who had passed Um, away the previous year. mm Mm-hmm. Which I thought was 
was very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. uh, hold on to your hats. Marlon Brando's back, <laughs> motherfuckers. Yeah, baby. This is another key thing. Because when uh, Richard Donner got fired, guess who refused to work for Richard Lester? Marlon Brando and Gene Hackman. Which is why very like interesting things happen with the two of them. No and kidding. Then, like, yeah. Um, but yeah, and uh, we actually get the opening as uh, of basically Superman one with the uh, with the dome and the trial of uh, Zod, Ursa, and Nan. And Zorro basically recaps what he says at the beginning of that, but it uses some different shots, some different angles that were originally shot so it's it's the same but it's it's different so it has a different nice feel to it changes it up a bit but it's still the same you know yeah, get the point across yeah it's i you know at this point uh we've described the same thing like three times so uh yeah. yep the zod ursa and nan get shot off into space looking like the greatest prog rock album cover oh yeah They're, they're a dangerous trio being sent <laughs> they to this. Really sp- they They're like- ready to rock amongst the stars someday. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for the hottest, the hottest new album that's going to drop the on the moon. The greatest stage of all, the planet Houston. <laughs> Back to the Phantom Zone. <laughs> um, yeah, and we go. And uh, then planet Krypton explodes and baby kal crystal-shaped ship blasts off to earth and we see why the phantom the phantom zone shard i guess out phantom zone fuck it why they they're floating towards earth because they're drifting that way because of the explosion so yeah and up the, in the... they they pass they pass by each other mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, eventually we get to see the ending of uh superman 2 where he kisses mrs testmacher and the the New Jersey missile is diverted into the stars and we get to see it drift and drift past Saturn and explode. And, uh, fucking, I just heard gun- the gunnery sergeant from mass effect Two talking about, uh, Isaac Newton being the deadliest son of a bitch in space. Yeah. I don't know why Superman decided to throw that missile out. Cause yeah, someone somewhere is going to have a bad day. Superman. <laughs> well, you know, he was hoping it would just explode like it did, but unfortunately the phantom <laughs> zone was, Right in its vicinity. Yeah. You know those pesky nuclear weapons. Yeah, they can can crack open some super advanced alien technology. Yeah, you know, I like that this one kind of weaves in the plot of the first one as opposed to being some nondescript Parisian (laughs) atomic terrorist. French nuclear fucking extremist. Yes. No, exactly. That's what I that's one of the things I really like about this and why I have a lot of fun with it. Because I can see what the the where it was supposed to go kind of thing where the story it, was supposed to hit because it cause makes so much nice... more sense it makes so much more sense yes you have two missiles because one's gonna go off for the sequel yeah like you have you have two you know and then you have like the setup and payoff because you set up mm-hmm. the three of them and then it's paid off in the sequel it's kind of like how like uh script writing's supposed to work yeah exactly and you can kind of feel how that like this one just feels a bit tighter and connected mm-hmm. to the to the first one. Yep. Um, but and yeah, yeah the... the the zone cracks open, and they're all freed. And General Zod screams, "Free!" So loud that the credits start. Yeah, I, that was weird. Uh, <laughs> it was <that's>... awesome. <laughs> it was like, so awesome. Yeah, General Zod goes over his favorite price for items. Uh, General this is Zod what I'll goes... pay for everything. 
free. General Zod goes over his like favorite band. <laughs> I love all right now. <sighs> now we get some credits, and so we get some credits rolling. You know, in space, there's it's... no one can see your credits. Yeah. Just... <laughs> if we learned anything about space, it's that it's just chock full of people's names and different fonts. You know, I think in the vastness of space, there's all kinds of opening credits and uh, title crawls from Star Wars. All of that shit. It's just out there. You can just find it. crashing into a fucking nebula somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, just a quasar full of credits. By God, sir, it's opening credits. <laughs> Directed by screenplay. Adapted from. What does it all mean? <laughs> Who's behind it? And then some of those credits just, like, look for whales or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then eventually uh, the credits stop and we go to Metropolis, where Perry White is recapping the news of the last movie with the headline for, you know, this movie. And yeah. Basically, well, look at this. Lex Luthor cut. Like, yeah. Fucking guess who stuck the landing? Superman. And... Yeah, and I, I was like, how long did, did this just happen? Cause I Judge... guess so. This is just like a few days, a little bit after, I guess. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe Cause... 45 days after. Who the fuck knows? Yeah, and how long did it take uh, you know, the trio to get to, to get to Houston? Fuck, a long time, I bet. Well, I mean, that, that missile was flying all the way to Saturn, so. Yeah. A yeah, hot minute. Yeah, but I mean, if it was flying to Saturn, like, you know, Luthor already was tried and convicted. I mean, you gotta imagine, like, a trial like that's gonna take for fucking ever. Not, not in Superland. Mm. He's, he, they were pretty much like, you're pretty, you're pretty much just admitting to everything. You, 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 we got him dead to rights. <laughs> Basically, I can imagine him just being one of those sovereign citizen assholes and just being like, oh, <laughs> I'm acting on my own behalf. I don't recognize your government or your court. What do you mean uh, you're taking me away for war crimes? Mr. <laughs> Luthor, uh, you uh, claim to be the greatest criminal mind of our time. Is that correct? No, oh, absolutely. Yes. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Me, yeah, number one. Double Drastically level. start. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who's he going to pin the crime on? He said it to the Otis? fucking warden. Yeah, he did. Of the jail. Proudly. He took off his hair. Yeah, he mark doffed, my words. He doffed his skull to the man. <laughs> like, But yeah, and then uh, as uh, we see, uh, Clark Kent goes into the, the office and runs into... Superman's cocktease Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> cocktease Jimmy Olsen. He's, and he's just, he's wearing just a jacket and his camera's just hanging right above his dangle. Yeah, <laughs> just uh, strategic covering. <laughs> Plaid socks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Hey, Superman. Uh, hey, Clark. You seen Superman? And while Lois is, uh, Lois is over there trying to read the paper that you know she works on and uh she's like the article that she read (laughs) wait a minute yeah she's looking at the picture of superman with his arms folded and clark's standing there just waiting for jimmy to stop talking and wander off to do different things Uh, desperately jimmy i i I would like to be anywhere but here (laughs) i i would really i i'll get i need to get lois pizza (laughs) at 9 a.m not a hot dog See, that's the biggest difference between the two versions is that Lois in this movie wants a pizza, mm-hmm. where in the other one she wants a hot dog and orange juice. And freshly squeezed. Yeah. So, I mean, I really feel like the reduction of vitamin C in this cut is really going <laughs> to 
It's going to cause scurvy, <laughs> which could be problematic for a motion picture. Yeah, with, with, the, with, the, with the theatrical cut with, at a good splash of grog to fucking really <laughs> offset that. You Just know, a good at swig any, of lime and alcohol. At any moment, you know, people's teeth could just fall right the fuck out. Oh my god, scurvy's horrible. <laughs> scurvy's a fucking nightmare. This is a nightmare. This is a nightmare of sailors everywhere. Anyway, I mean, of sailors of fucking everybody. I mean, it's a fun joke now, but if you fucking seen scurvy, you would not joke about no, it. No, not at all. It's not a joke. It's absolutely the well, uh, another offset. Uh, just tangentially, uh, there's a. I think it was Showtime had this adaptation horror show called The Terror about the boat. Oh, the oh boat. yeah. Oh my God, watch oh, that. Yeah. That's good. That's the terror with the 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 they go up into the Arctic and yeah. like Arctic exploration because they want to find the Northwest Passage. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it? It was like um, God. What was the name? The guy's of that name ship? was well. The Terror is the one ship, and there's another ship that I can't remember the name of. But I think the captain of the Terror was his name was Franklin, and Syrian Hens is the is the captain play. Mm-hmm. Everybody's great. That's, that's excellent. We should yeah. stop talking about that in the Superman show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, canned food. Can- oh man. Botulism. Well? Scary. <laughs> uh, you know who can't catch botulism? Superman. Superman. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. Anyway, Lois is uh, also reading about the uh, terror and is uh, drawing on the newspaper and like, oh, put a, Put a big stupid hat, some mm-hmm. glasses, a mustache, <laughs> devil she, horns. She, she, draws, <laughs> she draws a fucking Dirk Dastardly or whatever his name is from like, <laughs> like, Wacky oh, Races. <laughs> oh my god. My god, he's a super criminal. He's going to terrorize. What's the fuck is that lady's name in the Wacky Races? Penelope Pitstop. That's her. Yeah, he's going to terrorize Penelope Pitstop. Yeah, he give this Clark's man a like evil dog. Yeah, and Clark's like, "Oh, hey, what are you working on there, Lois? <laughs> Looks like He's you just like, you're a cartoon that. supervillain." <laughs> <laughs> oh, Honestly, a... that would fit in for the bout of madness that Lois is about to fucking go through because they get called into Perry White's office, right? And mm-hmm. Perry White's like, "Clark, Lois, you two are gonna fucking go up to Canada, and you're gonna work on a, an article about the newlywed racket. Those fucking." Wacky Canadians are milking those newlyweds out every dime they got, and then dropping their bodies in the fucking falls. And then Lois yeah. is like, I don't know, or Clark's like, I don't know, Chief, I'm working on like a serious expose about city corruption and fucking. Yeah, and, and they're both just like, you know, this seems like a massive waste of time and resources. And, and you know. also, how fucking close are we to Niagara Falls? Isn't that in Canada? <laughs> Why the fuck are we Canadian dealing with all? <laughs> yeah, well, it's a real human interest stuff. That's what he says. Real human interest stuff. Right, is this is this a real slow news day at the paper? Is nothing else happening in Metropolis? Like what Superman is doing at any given moment right now? Because he just appeared like last Wednesday. Yeah, Clark, Lois, you two are the only single people I have at this newspaper. Go to Niagara Falls. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's the newly, it's the newly red wed racket. Yeah, because if there's one group of people that I think that are particularly lush with cash, <laughs> newlyweds. <laughs> well, if you're murdering them and dropping their bodies in the Niagara Falls, <laughs> the, well, you can't. 
No, I, they're milking them from every fucking dime they have. Yeah, yeah, and then which for is all not the blood a lot. In their body before they drop them over that fucking in a barrel. <laughs> in a barrel. That's everything be... we know about Niagara Falls. And there's something called the Maid of the Mist. Four. Mm-hmm. There's four of them goddamn boats. And uh, or at least. Maybe there's not. Maybe it's just one of those things like the high school prank where you release a, a bunch of cows, you release four of them, but you put one, two, and four on it, make them look for that last one forever. Uh, no, never, never partook in such a prank. I, I haven't either. I've only heard stories. <laughs> <laughs> or more yeah. seriously, how there's not actually six SEAL teams. We just called it SEAL Team 6 so that they thought mm. there were more. Oh, there you go. Um, but yeah, so Lois just decides that this conversation is really boring and yeets herself out a window. <laughs> so she's basically, well, all throughout her talking to Perry, uh, and she's just nudging Clark with like, you know, teasing about Superman shit. Like, I know you're Superman. I figured it out. I'm so sure you're Superman. I will stake my life on it. And she does because she leaps out of a fucking window. I have never way- been so sure of anything. She's, that is that is a, I, wow. Like, that is certain. Like She that is just certain. figured it out ten minutes she ago. She is certain. She's willing to bet her <laughs> life on it. But we do get one of the coolest effects in the movies, I think, because super, Clark, you know, super speeds, and we get to see it, so everything in the newsroom, just all the papers just go, whoom, and then he just races down to the bottom, uses his super breath to slow her down, his heat vision to cause one of those, Canopies. That's the one. God damn, she's gonna end up like goose. She's yeah, oh, she's no. gonna end up like uh she's, she's gonna, gonna get bonked. Like Indiana Jones. Oh, okay, yeah, that's much yeah. better. And then she lands on a on a fruit stand, which is conveniently outside the Daily Planet at all times. And then Clark rushes back to the window and mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, Lois, what the fuck is wrong with you? And she's like, Clark, you're just you and she faints. How the hell can I hear you from this distance? <laughs> I'm shouting quite loudly. <laughs> it's, it's actually pretty high up when you come to think about it. Yeah. 85 floors up, Lois. Yep. So uh, we go back to prison. Yep. This is pretty much the same scene. Pretty <laughs> yeah, much. Pretty, they pretty much kept this one, except all we get to know now is that uh, Slasher, Slasher Fogelstein's a bedwetter. And Slasher Fogelstein looks like... Otis tries to pass it on, and Slash Fogelstein looks at him, and yeah, like wacky Otis. Yeah. Anyway, the moon. <laughs> the moon. This scene is also pretty much also the same. We get to see uh, Zod, Ursa, and Nan attack uh, the astronauts, and then their cosmonaut. Buddy One Boris, cosmonaut, which is who, uh, weird yeah. mutual détente of world powers at the time but whatever yeah yeah i don't know why those astronauts had to go along with somebody who like uh you know does hair and makeup but uh one thing i did notice that might have been in the other one but i saw uh, zod lounging on the on the lunar rover yeah he drives it yeah, he yeah, drives he it just, to the. <laughs> it's, just, it's so funny. Looking so fucking also, nonchalant. He's ex- like, like it's a stage lounge. And the uh, the other thing too is we get, I feel like the the trio, the Kryptonians, are a lot more villainous in this one. They feel a lot more menacing. Yeah, and they have like different bits. Um, mm-hmm. like in this one, 
uh, Ursa has a big thing where she's collecting pieces of flair. Yep. And she just puts the flair, like she's working at a like a themed restaurant, but a kind of shitty one. <laughs> yeah. Tchotchkes? Yeah. <laughs> I told you about 16 pieces of flair, Ursa. Need more flair? Shows you have a lot of enthusiasm. How, how do you feel about someone that just does the bare minimum, Ursa? The bare minimum flair. Yeah. So. Yeah. Then uh, oh, those guys die pretty much the exact same way. Yeah. It's the, yep, it's they the kept same this fucking. One. Mm-hmm. Kept this bit, and then uh, they decide they're going to go to Planet Houston to rule. Houston. To Finally, rule. to rule. And that's. Huh? Yeah. Interesting that, like, to rule, like, that's their first thought. Was that their thought for Krypton? That was what they were trying to do? Well, was just from the, rule from it? according to the Lester cut, what they wanted, their great insurrection involved just breaking a red crystal and then getting caught immediately after. That red crystal was the seat of government. <laughs> yeah. All the people were, all the important people were there. It's like breaking the conch in uh, Lord of the Flies. Oh, no. I gotta use that English minor somehow, right? <laughs> exactly. Gotta show that. Gotta show that I read a thing. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> yeah, that's the nice thing about Spark Notes. Um, right. Just, just equate everything to Jesus. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that'll, that'll happen a lot with Superman later. Trust just me. like, yeah. If you want to just be a bullshit literary critic, find someone, call him Jesus, and try to make it work. Make it a game. Try to imagine how Holden Caulfield is Jesus. That's your homework if you're listening. And so after the after they decide to go to Planet Houston to rule, we go back to the prison where you know it's again it's the same. The Otis and Lex uh, escape. Well, Lex escapes. It's, Otis it's, gets left uh, behind. But they do a, a bit longer of a. Pssst, mm-hmm. pssst, and yeah, like, there are a few more feet. funny gags. Yeah, they are funny. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the. Bl- Balloon getaway north, north, Mister Fucker, north. And you know what I realized in this one that I didn't get as much from the seventy-eight one. I feel like Luthor sees Miss Tesmacher much more of a lackey and a henchman, and she sees him much more as a boyfriend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Miss Tesmacher like has a like. Oh, well, where are we going? Like, you know, I'm sure you've thought about being a bikini. Or you've mm-hmm. been in prison for three days <laughs> for a whole weekend. And Lex was like, "No, in a parka." Uh, she's like, "You're sick, Lex. Really sick." Because I, I don't know why that would be sick. You're gonna go somewhere cold. That's actually very considerate. He could have he could have just dropped your ass off anywhere else he pleased. <laughs> And why doesn't he? You betrayed him. He has to know that. Yeah, why did you bail him out? What is going on? Why aren't you in jail? I, I still thought ask. That. I really thought, I wondered that. Like, why are you, I, I, I understand why, because it's just convenient, plot-wise, just because she's the hench, she's the other henchman, it's just easier that way. But, yeah. you know, you need a bit more motivation than, I'm, I'm going to break you out because I saw no other option. Like, well, I guess now she's homeless. I guess she's going to be ceaseless because she never appears again after yeah. later in the movie. Yeah, no, she goes to the bathroom and falls in. Like, <laughs> yeah, she's gone. Forever. That's it. She, like, went into the she... Phantom, she went into the Phantom toilet. Yeah, she's just floating around an album cover forever. <laughs> and the, yeah, and the side notes and whatever. What the fuck even is the Phantom Zone? It's, uh... Because I know you know de- this. 
it's a pocket dimension where the Krypton or Kryptonians would put all of the uh, degenerates and criminals of their society, like people too extreme to be rehabilitated. So of course, General Zod, Ursa, Nan went there. Chester Not- Cheetah. Yeah, Chester Cheetah. <laughs> Dangerously uh, cheesy. Uh, <laughs> you know, characters such as uh, Jaxer and Mala, Namek. Uh, the planet from Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Where do Where do you think that big uh, Where do you think that thing was this whole time? It's all connected. <laughs> I mean, Goku is basically Superman. Yeah, I guess. When you think about it. Yeah. Except for that whole, yeah. Well, but uh, okay, cool. Because I was like, what? Yeah, they never really explained it. They're like, no, they, never, the they just phantom they, zone. They, yeah, they just you just have to roll with the. It's a yeah, but it's a pocket dimension where all the Kryptonian criminals go, and um, sometimes like I think uh, I know in Man of Steel that they apply. I think that's how they do galaxy travels that you can traverse through the phantom zone to cut through space. Mm. i.e. the idea of a phantom drive that is in that film gotcha okay Mm -hmm. and yes people can scream nerd (laughs) (laughs) that's okay i know just as much stupid bullshit uh okay so yeah we're we're at niagara falls now Mm -hmm. and uh this scene is shorter it's just Superman saves the kid. Saves the kid, then he just flies off, and Lois is like, well, thanks for nothing. We don't even get a hot dog bit. Nope. So, there we are. Mm-hmm. If but, you want to hear our thoughts about that, listen to a couple listen, days ago. Listen to it, yeah. Listen to just, oh, five minutes ago. Um, so, Luthor and Tessmacher find the fortress. Yes, but this time it's slightly different. It's... Because the first one is like, you know, we got just some dude reading, some bald dude yeah, reading poetry. Who just opens with the trees poem. Yeah. It's not even like, okay, in this one, it's a bit more fleshed out. So since we get Jor-El in this one, we actually get a bit more of the, they find the console and they're dicking around with different crystals and they put different ones in different ports of the console. And Jor-El basically goes through. I guess he basically just goes through you da 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 your responsibility to human beings and education crystal one oh eight. Here is a poem about trees that people like amongst the humans of the planet of which you will be living, I guess. This'll help you connect with the Who Mans. <laughs> this will help you connect with any English lit class that you decide to join. Uh poem uh, Education Crystal nineteen ninety seven. Uh, from the poem from the poet nas life is a bitch and then you die which is why you get high because you never know when you're going to go Uh, oh man these kryptonians are great (laughs) Uh, (laughs) they have everything everything cash rules everything around me cream get the money dollar dollar (laughs) bill y'all and then uh lex they conveniently find the crystal about the darkest period of Kryptonian history. Five minutes before it exploded. <laughs> All the bad shit happened 33 days just, prior just, to fucking... Uh, it's just real fucking nothing else happened. <laughs> the, the most horrible insurrection. Three people broke on crystal. Three, three whole people. The darkest point in time. 
in all of Krypton. It was horrible. They didn't listen to our orders. They just did whatever they wanted. To do. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. We trapped them in a hula hoop. <laughs> we we got them. They broke the crystal. We got them. <laughs> got those sons of bitches. And then we said they were guilty, and we put them in an album cover. And we said, we're done. Finito. Success. And then... The planet had nowhere else to go but explode. <laughs> it thought that it thought that was so rad that it just burst into flames. The darkest point in time. That crystal held the whole planet together. They everything broke went, it. Everything went downhill when they broke the crystal. They should have thought ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. It was a ballsy claim considering. <laughs> I mean, you know, you got to get the point across. But again, he just goes over the stuff that we know before. Zod's a, Zod's a mute brute. Ursa hates everybody. And General Zod is the one man with enough uh, <laughs> big dick energy to bind them all together. <laughs> it's just, he does. How, who else would decide at the moment of their trial to just be like, but you could join me. You could be number still, two in the New I, World I Order. Got, I still got time to pull this out. That's never the end. Like, failure, failure is only an option if you think it is. Um, hey, how about you let me go, and then you could be on the ground level in this insurrection that I'll I'm planning. I'll make you my number four. How would you like to be my bitch? <laughs> oh, I how see you've rejected you? my offer. How could you? I will I will get revenge one day somehow upon you and then one day your heirs, good sir. Hatu and then he floated off into a prog rock song and was never Team seen. Team blasting off again. <laughs> uh, uh, it's okay though. The only thing that could ever set him free is a nuclear explosion. And where the hell are you gonna find that? You can't find one of those in space. One of those in this part of the galaxy? <laughs> No, no, you gotta go to one of the other eight twenty-eight known galaxies. Oh shit! Send him to Earth, huh? Mm, damn. Well, we all—it was gonna happen someday. Well, I mean, it's not like they can fuck up Krypton any more than it already is, huh? That's true. That's true. Should have listened to that uh, <laughs> that drill guy. Right. Um. So yeah, it's uh basically the same crystal scene but since it has marlon brando it has a bit more gravitas and panache and it doesn't feel like two things you can tell well, it just when feel... you watch back the original how much of it is being two different desperate things spliced together yeah and how they're both trying to reach the same point but how one is a straight line and the other is kind of a curve and the only way i can describe it in modern like is like you know how they do those tiktok du duets where you have, like, one person, and then you can, like, splice their lines to, like, change the meeting. It's kind of like that. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, sure. I'll go with I, that. Yeah. Uh, but then Miss Tessmacher finds the bathroom. Yeah, she, she, has, she has a joke that, like, two days ago that, like, you know, she hasn't taken a dump in two days. And so, uh -huh. she, you know, she disappears, and as Lex was basically, like... Out of nowhere, too, he's basically like, they're going to need a contact here on Earth. You don't know that they're going to be... I mean, to be fair, he doesn't try and seek them out until they're in the White House. But the way he yeah. says it, it just feels like he's expecting them to show up. Yeah, like, are you just going to shoot a nuke into space? <laughs> was that your plan? Are you going to claim that? I mean, he would claim that was his plan all along, but... But, like, yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense in either of them. Like, why would you know... 
You just yeah. know that they happen to set off three people into <laughs> yeah. space. And you you like them because they're just as much of a degenerate as you are. Maybe. Hopefully. Like, but no, they're much worse. You don't even know if they fucking speak the language. No, or would care. And they don't. Yeah. So, anyway, but yeah, Miss Tessmacher finds the bathroom and then yep. is never seen yeah, in DC her. Comics again. Nope, well, kind of. Yeah, I mean, she, the character is inspired, uh, other, and I think I, she is either seen again in the Supergirl show or in Superman and Lois. I think it's in the Supergirl show. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, she left her, much like Otis, beloved and is a part of the Superman legacy, so... But, yeah, so she leaves just a big stinking pile of shit there in the Fortress of Solitude for Clark to find later. Yeah, nobody... <laughs> but, you know, that's the other thing. Clark never suspects. He never, like, uses this, like... Someone used... <laughs> I thought the same thing. Like, somebody used my shit or... Like... <laughs> or, no, something worse. Like, oh, my God, somebody shit on my memorabilia from childhood. <laughs> that wasn't a bathroom. <laughs> that was... That, that was, was my a... hot tub. <laughs> sink oh. oh god oh for god's sake <laughs> my god that was the medicine cabinet uh so yeah then we get okay i have it here that we have the idiot kid that falls in niagara <laughs> yeah i wrote a boy drop we have a boy drop <laughs> <laughs> drop <laughs> but i did notice that uh, someone in the crowd says, of course he's Jewish. <laughs> yeah, when Superman flies by, which I thought was cute. Of course yeah. he's Jewish. Because yeah. Teal and Schuster. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but yeah, the scene ends much, much shorter. Yeah, yeah the initial more... scene with them going into the motel with the skeevy guy is the same, except it also ends quicker. Before yeah, they it even cuts out. Yeah, we don't even get to see the room or nothing. Yeah, we don't get to see the room with its magnificent, you know, neon pink bear. Yeah. You know how hard it is to kill a neon pink bear? <laughs> Super difficult, I imagine. You have to dye a live bear neon pink and then kill him and skin him. <laughs> Fight it to the death after you die. <laughs> you gotta you gotta track him down. Use a revolver to take him out. Oh. <laughs> um What are you yeah, gonna kill I... him with your bare hands? <laughs> you need to kill the bear first to get bare hands. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. That's America. You have a right to bear arms. Mm -hmm. <laughs> go to the <laughs> go to the Appalachians. They're everywhere. Or New Jersey, yeah. if you listen to Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, um, you know, though. Uh, yeah, I hear Chicago has at least fifty-two of them at any given point in time. <laughs> Good point. So. <laughs> Get your cleavers out, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you go find Brian Erlocker and you fucking take him out. You you got, you go limb from limb, and then you have your right to bear go, those arms, to bear those you, bear arms. You go out, and if you see a motherfucker doing the Super Bowl shuffle, you get him. <laughs> uh, staying on target, goddammit. <laughs> Uh, the Kryptonians land on the planet Houston again, uh, land on the lake, and then the same bit with the fisherman and the his drink. And they've been incinerate a snake. Yeah. And... You know what I noticed in this cut, though, that I didn't really notice in the theatrical? Mm. That the 
what I thought was just the so their you know their outfits look just straight black, right? But I mm-hmm. noticed that their boots and the kind of rimming I don't know what that's called, but for the lining on their coats, it's red. Huh. And it's in the light, it actually shimmers red like a deep maroon. You know what I noticed in this one, and I might have uh, Don wears platform shoes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he he was he was big. He's a, a big truck with hair on it, and he just needed to be bigger. <laughs> yeah, but it's like really big platform shoes, yeah. like like seven inch platform shoes. It's yeah, it's nuts. Kind of, yeah, it's like uh, is that standard Kryptonian issue? Mm-hmm. Mm. And then we go to a scene. The screen test the, scene. So this like, this was one of the things that was supposed to be filmed. And since they didn't have it, they're just using... They're actually using, I think, two different screen tests spliced together. Yeah, they are. Because uh, the glasses change. And his haircut uh, changes. The, yeah, on the close-ups. So. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. I, I would break... You know, I don't knock it because of that. Because I actually feel like this is some of the best dialogue between the two of them in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they... They're so, like, they're so good together. And it really shines in the, the, the screen tests. Yeah, and, like, the... So Lois comes out in just a towel because she's totally cool with her co-workers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's the free wheel in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um... And he's like, oh, come on, Clark, you can, you know, you can totally be a, a real catch. Maybe you stand up straight and, you know, take off those dorky glasses. And then mm-hmm. she figures it out. She starts to figure it all out. Well, she, it she, together. yeah, she basically is like, you know, brings up her suspicion again. But also, like, before that, he, like, he brought her flowers and she's like, oh, Clark, pansies, how different. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, well, <laughs> do you know how much they're charging for roses down at the gift shop? Um, yeah, and so she pulls out a gun, and she's uh-huh. like, <laughs> just, she doesn't like pansies. You son of a bitch! Pansies killed my father. I don't know how they were cowards. <laughs> she's real extra in this scene. <laughs> she's real spicy, especially since she's only in a towel. So I don't know where she was keeping the gun. You don't want to know. It was the seventies. Um. Uh, so she she pulls out a gun. She's like, "All right, you're either gonna be Clark, you're gonna either Superman or a dead man." <laughs> so she <laughs> shoots him. And I gotta give full credit to Christopher Reeve because he he transforms. Like it's I love this so much more than the uh, what's in the theatrical cut. So uh, she shoots him. He ba- he does the full like from the slouching down Clark Kent and the nervous voice to the full on posture and you know, stoic pose and takes off his glasses and you know, Superman's like, you know, you realize that uh, if that wouldn't have worked, Clark Kent would have been killed and Lois is like, from a blank? And Clark's like, yeah, I mean, even still, like, and blanks I, are kind of dangerous. You shouldn't that, just shoot that, those around. Too, but, I mean, I guess you I guess you made your point. To be fair, I love that, though. I love mm-hmm. that so much more. Cause it's, I mean, ah. Oh. But, like, what if instead Superman trips like a dork <laughs> it falls on a bear? Yeah, and burn, you know, into the open fireplace. Into his open fire, into the open fire pit, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then, which he sees that he's not burned at all from having his hand nowhere near that fire. Mm-hmm. He's Superman. 
And then he just then, gives up the whole thing. Yeah, and then, like, he just fucking craters instantly, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I do like this better, though. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is... Yeah. Um, yep, so, cut back to the trio. They find the snake. This part's basically the same. Nope. Uh, or, yep, yep, it is. Sorry. Uh, and, uh... <laughs> Uh, Superman and Lois fly back to the fortress, which is different. Like they go to the fortress of solitude. It's not even like a. In this one, there's not even like we need to talk somewhere more private than Niagara Falls. This <laughs> one's like, we're nope. just going. We're going to the fortress of solitude. Fuck that shit. We're, we got we're, bre- brevity is the soul of wit. We're at a pace here, so let's keep moving. We don't have this footage. Get it? That too. That that very much too. Um, uh, and this time, uh, the cops don't talk about fish, and I feel like we really lose something without the fish. Fish provide omega acids, which are really useful for a movie's nutrition. <laughs> yeah, and those cops really brought it up to the people in 1980. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, So they run into Zod, Ursa, and Nan, and I think they're a bunch of L.A. hippies. Mm-hmm. And sa- similarly, pa- the same stuff happens again. Zod uh, heat visions the shotgun and then telepathically, not telepath, telekinetically brings it to him and shoots himself in the chest, much to his giddiness. Uh, it's a primitive noisemaker. Hmm. And uh, <clears throat> where are we at from here? Well, then, then uh, the uh, we make a souffle, and it looks like they're fucking. Hmm. That's right, in the chrome souffle. Mm-hmm. That's that's the name of my Tumblr. <laughs> ew, ew. Chrome souffle. Chrome souffle. Uh, oh. Looking up something in the fucking Urban Dictionary. Look up the chrome souffle. I don't. I'm not gonna. Someone will. So some poor bastard will. So yeah. So the, again, that's uh, in the theatrical cut. Do they uh, they boink after he loses his powers? Right. Yes. So it's different in this one. So he doesn't lose his powers when they boink. Yes, this one, this one, he's just like, oh well, I have my power, which makes it even less like, why did you do that then? Yeah, why did you? I, there are many questions here because I am also of the. I love it because, fuck it, we can go out of order. I don't care. I'm keeping the. I'm on the thought now. Like when he's asking his dad, like you know, I. I want to give it up. I'm done. I, I I found a thing I want, and I don't want to, like, have your plan for me. I kind of want to do this thing now. Like, and, like, I always, like, Lois is standing there, too, and, and you know, wearing his shirt, and uh, doesn't say anything mm-hmm. either, but this, this scene is much better between, like, as, a, like, in terms of it actually being, like, act, like a acted scene it yeah. just doesn't make any sense no and i think that again probably would have been something that as they were writing you know as they were making it they would have probably adjusted things as they were going you know what i mean so that's probably how i what why it kind of why a lot of things in this kind of feel the way they are because they're just using the footage that they strictly have to build a story. yeah but it's just so, like because but, it's jor-el's just of the opinion like well you have to give up all of this or be with Lois. There is literally no middle ground. Well, You're... yeah, he's like, you have to give up your powers to be with Lois, or you can keep your powers or not be with Lois, but you just boinked her up in your chrome souffle. Like... Ew. <laughs> well, he did. I mean, I didn't even know he had a chrome souffle in the Fortress of Solitude. It's fucking barren. 
hey, it's the 70s, all right? You can have a chrome souffle if you want. You can, but where where was he stashing his chrome souffle in the fortress? You don't want to know. It was the seventies. That's true. Prison pocket. His prison. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Um. uh, Yeah, I lost my train of thought there. Thinking of the chrome. Okay, but yeah. So (laughs) thinking about Superman's chrome souffle. (laughs) Yeah, that cock tease Jimmy Olsen's not far behind. I heard you had a chrome souffle. Uh, souffle. I'm, I'm there, Superman. I got my camera. Again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What was that? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Stupid but... sexy Flanders. Where <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's like, and Jorah, like, uh, admonishes him for being selfish. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because um, he's like, you, you, your birthright, I guess, is to be the the hero of humankind because you're jesus and you know superman's just like i don't know man can i just not for once also shit timing by the way jor-el could have at least i don't know if jor-el had this awareness totally but he could have been like can you wait on this till after you deal with the kryptonians well he didn't know that's what i'm saying like did he or did he not know well and like Wait a minute. You could have just depowered him the entire time. You had the capability to do that. Well, like, of course he did. He anticipated every single thing he possibly could have ever asked. I play 4D chess with the Superman. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do the voice. I, I, I don't even know why I attempt to do voices anymore. It's Don't feel it's bad. A, that was nice. You can thank do you. it. Could have, I, could have, I could have been a voice actor. I could have had class. You could have been a contender. Mm-hmm. Hey, Stella. There you go. Just do it just like Alex P. Keaton. <laughs> Was that Stanley Kowalski? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm still just like, I mean, it's a nice scene, but I don't understand why any of this yeah, is happening. Well, and I also just feel very confused. Like, Lois has got to feel very fucking confused by <laughs> all of this. No kidding. Um. And also, like, gee, you're coming on awful strong, Clark. That is a massive, like, red cape just flying in the wind. Like, you have sex once, and he's just like, I'm willing to give up everything to be with her forever. Well, it's very unhealthy from the both of them, because so far she's displayed very obsessive tendencies and compulsions that are not normal, like throwing herself off a fucking out of a fucking window because she thought he was Superman, and then sh- tricking him with shooting him. You yeah. know, and so he's obvious for Superman. He's like, well, she's totally into me. These must be normal human female behaviors because oh, I, I'm apparently unaware about how all the, I, I give it again. It's, it's the, the writing of the time. I give it, you know, eh, I don't mind it as much, but it is, it definitely is kind of glaring. It could be. And also jor is just like, you know, you can't have anything you want in your entire life. You never. have to give your entire life to saving all these people. It's why firemen are celibate. <laughs> and they live just in the firehouse and they do not communicate or be friends with others. They dedicate yeah. themselves solely to being firemen. They swear themselves to a Franciscan oath of, of celibacy. <laughs> of stopping fires. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> An That's ancient they... brotherhood. <laughs> They're firemen, okay? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's amazing. Ugh. God damn, that was uh, that was good. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so 
Um, also, before this, there's if we're just going to do this in order, uh, Lois says, like, uh, but aren't you Clark Kent and also Superman? Isn't that confusing? And I'm like, no, it's really not. It's just he's the same guy. He just puts on an act. Yeah. Like, well, and I think, you know, for some, you know, to me, it's like the reason he does the Clark Kent stuff is because even in this, for this movie, especially not in general, but like he, he wants like to the, he wants Lois to fall in love with Clark Kent, not Superman. Cause everybody's going to love Superman. Well, yeah, it's easy for someone to love. Yeah. But like, I, and Clark that. might is probably a lot closer to the person that he was growing up. As opposed to who he who he became through twelve years of training with Jor-El. so he just mm-hmm. wants to you know have a normal life, but also be Superman. Which is you know it's also interesting too that like yeah he wants her to fall in love with uh, Clark, but she never does. Like she always like as soon as it's the mm-hmm. reveal, then it's like oh yeah yeah, um, which is just kind of sad. It kind of yeah, but I mean that to me is always like why at least in these movies why he always wants. He would prefer it, it seems, that she fall for Clark and not, you know, Superman. Because, yeah, they are the same guy, but just, you know, why can't you just love me for me and not the person that everybody thinks I am? Yeah. Who I also am. Yeah. So, yeah, Superman gets depowered, which is a real shame because uh, the trio Uh, land in Houston. Yeah, in East Houston, Idaho, and they're fucking wrecking shop. They don't, we don't get uh, them listening to that shitty disco music when they go to that bar. I know. What a shame. How would I know that they're in the 1970s? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but the arm wrestling's still there. Zod's still telekinesis. But something interesting, the little British boy's just like, I must go get help. And he gets <laughs> on a horse and not throws the fucking stoplight. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like a fucking discus and explodes the kid. Which is weird because none of the things that he threw or the thing that the kid was was explosive in the first place. Oh no, that horse was chock full of explosives. <laughs> he just ate dynamite. And gunpowder. It was that like Andy was Griffith. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just we have an explosive fucking horse. Oh man. <laughs> and yeah. his name was Mr. Dead. Yeah, so uh, the trio fucking killed that kid. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> He's a fucking. And he will never become a man. <laughs> yeah, they're like ice <laughs> fucking cold. That's I just, man. They're great. I don't it's care just, what you say. Yeah, like, that's uh, just like yeah, because all of them are just like yeah. You killed that kid. Like he'll never become a man. It was like no one leaves East Idaho, <laughs> East Houston, Idaho. You're all staying here forever. Three men enter, no one leaves. <laughs> yeah, oh, I mean, well, the they Army found huh? they found the cultural center of all of Houston mm-hmm. right here, the East this part. village. Um, and so the army shows up, and they get that doesn't go well for the army, and a helicopter helicopter gunship uh, crashes into what I guess would be the civil city hall of East Houston, Idaho. Just I think like that's the bar. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. What that bar was it? That's the bar is the nucleus of any small town. Well, it's yeah, the powerhouse by which it all runs. You take the bar <laughs> out of a small town and it just disintegrates. It I does. think that if I built a bar in the middle of a field, eventually a town would spring up around me. Yeah, they're kind of like the the trees of life for any native community. 
Mm-hmm. It's like a town center in like Age of Empires or something. Slow, slowly, the trailers will arrive and the park will spring. <laughs> if you build it, they will come. <laughs> they will drink. Yeah. Uh, a field of broken dreams. <laughs> field of broken bottles, more like. Anyway. Uh, um, so yeah, they go uh, like, "Oh, a president! The president will kneel," and then they fly. Kneel. Yeah, and then we get an awesome scene where they topple the Washington Monument. Yeah, they and... knock that fucker over. Yeah, I thought that was cool. That and, was great, and yeah, uh, the uh, White House attack is extended. Mm-hmm. I thought it looked yeah, way it longer. Is. It is and longer, way cooler. and they're yeah a lot more brutal. Uh, they're just all just well, like, everybody's Ursa... just fighting, huh? Ursa punts a man's head off. Yeah, she does. And, uh, oh, God, just so much, like, to, and it might seem tame to uh, us with modern superhero stuff, but this, I still feel like this is really well done because all the guys are just trying to fight the Kryptonians and they're just nothing, nothing's taken. And well, like, Ursa, Zod picks up a gun yeah, and, and he, like, laughs as he's, yeah, like, laughing he's, as he's shooting people and just walking around with that just so casually and not as just throwing beams of concrete at people, causing th- just causing the building to collapse in on itself, and slowly they make their way to uh, the Oval Office, where the scene, again, similarly plays out as it is in the theatrical cut. With the fake president. Mm-hmm. No one who leads so many would kneel so quickly. I know, I lead these, this legion of two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You never see me kneel. <laughs> never. I'll kneel. I'll never kneel once in this whole film. Nope. I don't even have anybody named Neil. No, my son's not named Neil. Uh, yeah. So we go back to the diner, uh, which is the same asshole mm-hmm. trucker, yep. ass kicking, Zod. Yeah, yeah, he knows who Zod is. Is that in the theatrical cut? I forgot. I believe it is. Okay, so he knows. So he well, he, it, it was in good... the lessons. That's it. Yeah. So of course he'd know about the darkest, the darkest piece of history. Ten minutes before, after you were born, lasted an hour. Yeah, it was the darkest. It's always darkest just before dawn. The dawn, of course, in this case, being the blowing up of our entire planet. <laughs> it's real destru- bright light. The, the destruction of our entire civilization. Hundreds of thousands of millions of years. I guess you're not really the last son of Krypton anymore. No, he's just the last one. It's just, well, it's, I mean, but there's more. Well, yeah, there's the, yeah that's true. And then I mean, he's and the, super I mean, And Supergirl eventually. But, I mean, yeah, but yeah. eventually, you know, but outside of that. Yeah, yeah you know. It is fine. It's fine. It's fine. But then it's like, oh man, I've spent three hours as a human and I have to go back. <laughs> I got my ass kicked and it's cold outside. God dang. And again, similarly playing out, we get to see the Fortress of Solitude service road. Uh, yeah, it's just you can just yeah you gotta you can just truck in there like yeah. uh, where are you headed out there? I can go take you as far as the Fortress of Solitude. <laughs> yeah, I gotta deli- I gotta drop this delivery off there at the bay and then I can uh, go swing by uh, at the hot dog bar. So the ice road truckers or whatever. For fuck's sake. Like, oh my God. Yeah. But, and like, they still fucking drive back to the diner. We still mm-hmm. have no explanation as to where they got that car. Well, it's in, it's in the Fortress of Solitude's garage. You know, you could tell me that he had a fucking garage and I'd believe you. <laughs> there is, I mean, the, uh, maybe, uh. It's where he keeps Starro and all of the other well, weird Starro, shit. Well, Starro would be in the zoo. There's yeah. a zoo. Traditionally, there's a zoo in the Phantom, uh, not the, the Fortress of Solitude. 
along with like uh, all kinds of. I don't think there's a garage. Giant penny. No, I know. that's the back. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, in in the Silver Age, you kept the Titanic there. Of course, you did. Yeah. This is a massive grave. It looks it's perfect awesome. for my dead. It's so fu- Okay, quick aside. <laughs> like, <laughs> it does. He did. That's literally what it was for. And uh, if to if anybody out there wants some recommendations for some really cool depictions of the Fortress of Solitude inspired by the Silver Age, I recommend All-Star Superman and then the uh, Jim Kruger, Alex Ross Justice miniseries from 2005. Yeah, just fucking raises the tight because oh of course Oh my god, it... it's huge. And then you got the giant gold door with the giant key that only Superman can live to unlock that like I love the Silver Age, man. Silver Age mm-hmm. Superman's the best. Cuz yeah, back I guess back then it wouldn't have been in two parts because that was something we found out later like mm-hmm. we realized later. Cuz like that's why you could have people like Dirk Pitt raise the Titanic or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was just all of the, all of these, because, and a, a reason a lot of that stuff is the way it is in the Silver Age is because the, the show, the comics got hindered by the Adventures of Superman show, so they could never do things that were, they had to get more creative because they were restricted in a lot of different ways. Well, the Comics Code Authority. And... Yeah, but also just because that show they couldn't like. There were th- that show had certain restrictions, if I remember correctly. I can't recall them all now, of course. But like, I think that there was like you can't have villains that they can't do on the show, which is why none of the like the really interesting Superman villains don't show up till like the late fifties. Like Brainiac doesn't show up till like I think fifty eight. Parasites not till like nineteen sixty or sixty one. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and there's like. A lot of, like, Superman's just a story of adaptation, too, where a lot of the modern stuff that you get, like, it's not what he started out with, and it's just mm-hmm. picked up from bits and bobs. And, and... just it's just evolved. For, like, Kryptonite came from radio. It was mm-hmm. originally the K-Metal from Krypton. And, like, so many things, when they put it to radio, you just it makes it easier for the, for the medium. Like, him being able to fly from the Fleischer cartoons. It's just easier for the medium for him to fly. And yeah, then, that's because in the the original thing was that he could just jump, jump, yep. And then uh, the animators are just like, "That's a pain in that's the ass, tedious as fuck." <laughs> what if we... he just flew? And they're like, "Okay, <laughs> yeah, <why laughs> whatever, <not? laughs> it's and fine." It's probably the most iconic thing about Super, mm-hmm. like, is that he can fly. That's yeah. probably the most, it, you know. In my mind, anyway, if you were to ask people, well, I would like, say that's Superman's his, powers. That's one of his. Well, that's like his key, his key distinct thing. Like Spider-Man's is the web swinging, Superman's is flying, Flash is super speed, the running. You know, Batman's the Batmobile. All of them are defined by their modes of transportation. Well, kind of in that dynamic, in their dynamic, uh, you know, form. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So, to the eye, that's the thing that you see most from Superman. He's always flying. You know. Spider-Man swinging. He's always doing that curved motion across the skyscrapers. Yeah. Batman's probably be gliding, I would imagine. Yeah. The, or the swinging, gl- too. Yeah. Or the, the grapple hook yeah. up. Or, yeah. Um, meanwhile, Zod is bored. He has yeah. conquered everything. <laughs> he he wins. He, he always, always wins. wins. 
Uh, I won, as I did yesterday, and the day before yesterday. It's been a pretty good weekend for me. Yeah, everything's coming up soft. <laughs> everything's coming up aces. And then Lex Luthor shows up, and uh, it's basically, again, the same as uh, in the theatrical cut. We do get, a, I think, a couple extra bits of dialogue here and there. Um, but Aus- Australia. Australia. I, love I don't Luthor. know what that is. Fuck it, I'll give it to you anyway. Haven't even gotten there yet. Don't know if I will. I mean, as far as he knows, like, like he is not, he has no wanderlust. He's just like, I control this area. And well, yeah, I'm that's the, the, in the office. Was, yeah, I was like, bringing it up for the last one. It's like they don't go. They don't. They're not dynamic villains in terms of like we're gonna, boom, boom, boom. No, we're we're fine here. I guess this. If this is the seat of power for the whole planet, then we'll just stay here then. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you could have just lied and told them anywhere was the seat of power. You really could. I don't think they would have guessed it much. Like second they, guessed it. Yeah, I don't think they would have cared. No, just yeah. There you go. But go to uh, Buford, yeah. Montana, and become the conqueror of the whole universe. Um, they return to the Clark makes it to the ruined fortress that's bloated with all of the. When he depowered himself, uh, the depowering, by the way, or walking into the chamber, that was a scene where they got a double. Mm-hmm. I could tell. Um, yep. And also when uh, Lois jumps out the window and uh, Clark says, Lois, what have you done? That's a double. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it, they do it a very good job of. Yeah, I mean, they do their best. And again, like, you gotta. I don't think, know why people would be like, Bah-huh. but, you know, 2006, and they work with the, what they what they can do you know well i i would also say like it's not a theatrical release so no it's this more is of an this interesting is more side of a, yeah this is like a, a special edition in a way yeah you know um but yeah it's uh, i failed father father it's, it's really good though i it this is, is one of my favorites this is one of my favorite scenes in the whole thing where like jorel like just the raw emotion from clark and the uh, you know, we get to see Jor-El is like, I anti- you know, I anticipated that you would second guess your decision. Didn't think it'd be this quick, though. Like, Jesus. Fuck, man. I, the, uh, like, it, the, the console's still warm for when it exploded. <laughs> <laughs> you depowered for three hours and you couldn't even handle dinner. <laughs> like, the food in the pantry hasn't had time to spoil. <laughs> like, um... But uh, it's a beautiful sequence where, you know, the son becomes the father and the, uh, he's going to use up the last of his energy reserves to repower Superman. Yep. And we get yep. a nice, like, Jor-El comes through the light and he puts his hand on Clark's shoulder and uh, Clark does a motion that looks like he's jer- very excited or jerking off. And, <laughs> and, Both, uh, and he starts to glow. So he's one or the other, and uh, then uh, there's a flash of completion, and then he's lying asleep on the floor, and then we won't see him again until he uh, flies through Metropolis, which is coming up soon. Because <laughs> the the three of the the trio have attacked the the Daily Planet, similar to what it was before, mm-hmm. and Jimmy takes the pictures. Yep. Still not wearing pants. Not at all. <laughs> uh, but then Superman shows up just in time to save Lex Luthor from getting got. <laughs> yeah. Again, just like in the in the theatrical cut. And in this one, he says, uh, General, haven't you ever heard of freedom of the press? 
whereas uh, and the theatrically says uh, general would you care to step outside and so the fight begins the metropolis fight has it has a few different shots has a what my favorite shot from this fight is when is it non or ursa who punches him into the statue of liberty one of them do like they i think they combo it yeah like, not like ursa distracts him and the non sucker punches him into mm. the statue of liberty and it's like the it's the torch of the statue of liberty and it explodes and there's this awesome shot of perry lois and jimmy the the side of the the side of perry offices the wall's been completely destroyed and they're staring at the the opening at the fight and they're just looking like holy shit he's losing yeah and uh, it's just a great shot so. it is yeah and lex steals jimmy's coffee <laughs> yeah he's just like that's for the chief and he's, i'm the like, chief now he's got it <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look oh, at me. He's so good i am the cock tease now mm-hmm. <laughs> give me your camera <laughs> <laughs> but much the same as it is uh, as it was before um Superman's hit by a bus, and then the mm. citizens try to rise up. And it doesn't work put... out well for them. Nope. And then, but we still get the wall rollerblading weirdo. We do. He's still there. He survives. He makes it. No and... maniacally laughing guy in a phone booth, though. No ice cream. Nope. Thank God. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, after that, Superman flies away, and then everybody... Heroically flees. He, yep. yep, the heroic retreat into the sky, and the people in Metropolis are like, that big, was he? He, he didn't even do anything! Which is not true. He, gave he gets me... hit by one bus and breaks the Statue of Liberty, and then he this decides to flee. This guy's a He gets laid one time, and he decides to give up the whole planet. Um, yeah. And, uh, it's true. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, where are we now? Uh, Lex is like, oh, I know where he is. I'll give it to you for Cuba. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah. And so they fly to the Fortress of Solitude. Yep. And, uh, yeah. Uh, but we get, uh, we don't get a weird final fight. No, this is a much more, uh, not much, uh, no, no weird superpowers, no multiple versions of fucking anybody no duplicates no goddamn cellophane s oh man i love that cellophane s that's my favorite superman superpower no i also am a big fan of superman red and superman blue that is dreadfully more acceptable than the cellophane (laughs) oh man it's some of my favorite parts of the superman lore (sighs) so uh, and this this still plays out similar to in the theatrical cut, just without the goopy powers in the camp. Uh, they trick Superman, tricks Zod, Ursa, and Non gets in the crystal chamber. Uh, Fortress glows red. He comes out, kneels before Zod, crushes his hand, throws him into the fog. Zod or Non falls into the fog. Lois punches Ursa into the fog. and They're Lex, never seen or heard from again. They're fucking dead. I mean, we'll see him in a minute. Uh, dead. In a minute. And uh, Lex is like, ha ha, baby, did you see I double-crossed? And we got, I, oh, that huckster. I love Lex Luthor. Um, yep, and he's like, I gotta go drop him off. Clean my toilet. <laughs> Just like, you gotta clean up this pile of shit your girlfriend left in my foyer, Lex. That was my aquarium, Mr. Luthor. <laughs> that was my, those were all my trophies from high school. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> doesn't even know how to use the seashells. <laughs> That's funny. Um, and, and uh, yeah, he decides that uh, he doesn't need this fortress of solitude anymore. Yep, so he uses heat vision to destroy the fortress of solitude. And, uh, good riddance, I say. And, uh, yep, they, they have a big kiss. Well, mm-hmm. it's like, yep, I blew up my house. I'm homeless. Now. <laughs> I'm going to just, my fortress of solitude is going to be in my apartment. Three blocks from you. Won't that be great, Lois? We'll never see you hear from each other again, except at work. Three, three blocks away. I, I counted the steps, Lois. <laughs> Are you impressed? <laughs> Aren't and, you as yeah. obsessed with me as I am with you? And she's like, yep, your secret's safe with me. And she drops it off, and she's, she's balling. And like, I guess I'll see you tomorrow. When we like had to pretend that you're not Superman and stuff. And then we go to Perry White's bathroom, a place that is shrouded in myth and mystery. I guess he just went home and decided to brush his fucking teeth. He did. But what I love about it is he's still smoking a cigar. Yeah. (laughs) He never stops smoking the cigar. He sleeps with the cigar. No, that means you're always a newsman. You're always mm-hmm. an editor-in-chief when that cigar's in your mouth. But yeah, slowly, you just pass it on from each editor-in-chief. Yeah, it's the same cigar. It's, it's a symbol chewed of power. From one, that, that one's from H.L. Mencken, that old fucking cigar from Perry White. Yeah. Um, so uh, eventually uh, we notice that time is starting to reverse because Superman is doing the the ending from Superman 1 where he's reversing time. So we If I see, could turn back time. He turns into Cher. I would fuck up Perry White's brush in. I would fix that Liberty statue. Yeah, and then I would stop this movie. (laughs) Like, yeah, that's what she does. I would fix that shit. Then, yep. You know, he wears the fucking electrical taped outfit and dances with some sailors, <laughs> and then that gets reversed. <laughs> and then that cop teach Jimmy Olsen's so sad. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And uh, then he just like, okay, well, I'll just push the Phantom Zone yeah, that so, way. Yeah, so the Phantom Zone reforms on Earth and on Go Back Into Space. Uh, the Fortress of Solitude still there. Dorel uh, would have never sacrificed himself. So we, uh, you know, everything's uh, everything's back to Norman. Status quo's uh, re- restored, and Lois doesn't know that Superman's Superman, and uh, uh, orders him to get some pizza. Yep, it's Clark uh, to get some pizza. But he has one more thing to do, and he goes back home. He goes back to the diner, and he kicks the shit out of that trucker, which feels <laughs> awful vindictive considering that no one would know who he is or why he's kicking the shit out of this guy. No, but that, that Rocky, that trucker, was an asshole, so those people f- are much happy to see him get him some chemopas. So he's still being Superman, even as Clark Kent. So we yes. can, I'll give it a pass. Uh, I... Gotta say, I'm not a big fan of reversing the time for the ending. No, I, I, and I, I get it. I, I mean, I know the kissing Lois to make her forget is stupid, and I would admit it's stupid. But given the two, I'd almost say that I'd prefer it, just because it is still like moving for, like people's moving forward. It all happened. Yeah, it's a. No, you know I, I, I get, I get that. I mean, listen, I will just say outright, this is one of my favorite Superman movies. I love this a lot. This is, oh, no, I'm, I'm not. Watching, oh, uh, this is great. And, yeah. like, this is the way to watch it. I'm just saying, like, that is the biggest flaw no, of this movie I, to me. Yeah, this is the fact that they, but, again, like, I know where you're coming from. But, I, you know, I give it a pass because I understand that's just, that's just how it happened as what they had, you know. Yeah. 
No, that's it's, just they, it's just the nature of the thing. Got yeah. yeah. So, like I said, it feels really repetitive with Superman seventy eight. But I do like the fact that, like, I had wish it would have maybe been something a bit different. Like, I like the fact that Zod, we get to see Zod, Ursa, and Non like make it out at the end, sort of things, and like we get that, uh, you know, what the fixing of certain stuff but yeah i would i would have liked to have seen what richard donner and tom mankiewicz could have come up with as a more appropriate ending for the second one and it's even more pointless if you think about it because he could have just done that at any point in time to fix the mistake yeah well it doesn't fit thematic like it works thematically in the first one because he kind of like jor-el mentions it it has a a more narrative well, through line throughout the 78 one. Yeah, because it has, like, with his father dying, yeah. and you can't, you, sometimes it just happens. Mm-hmm. And, and so, like, thematically, it just works better for that one. So, no, I totally, like I said, I totally get where you're coming from there. I just, yeah. I give it a pass because I know what, I get why. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I totally agree. I just had to get that off the, the chest, and, and I know we've talked about it before, but, you know, not, uh, not recorded. <laughs> That's true, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that that would be my one thing. I would say definitely give this a watch. I'd say give both of them a watch. Yeah, I, I, think I would say that. Yeah, because I think it's interesting. Like it's a unique, it's it's just one of those unique cases in film that uh, this just that it happened that way. You know what I mean? Like this yeah. movie wouldn't have had like this the Donner cut wouldn't have happened if they weren't sh- shooting Superman one and two at the same time. Yeah, you know, it, it's just a specific set of circumstances. Yeah, to make just, this happen. Yeah. yeah, and it's just I I love the fact that it exists. I love the you know, and it just I I don't know. I like the fact that it has a more serious tone compared to the theatrical cut. I like the fact that it kind of maintains that, like even for the seventy eight one, where there's still those moments of just a bit too camp, like the flying through the air and Lois having the "Am I dreaming? Are Can you, you floating? Read my mind? Are you gonna drop me like a rock over the bay?" You know, and this one doesn't have rock on the bay. This one doesn't have much of any of that. So I, I just, I like the tone in this one, and it's not, it's not a hundred percent polished. So you know, just, but it's, it's definitely fun. No, yeah, it's, and it's certainly better than some of the other movies that we will be getting to in the Superman saga. Yes, (laughs) definitely. So. Yeah, no, I I 100% agree. It's it's pretty great. It's awesome that it even exists in the first place. Mm-hmm. It's rare that you get to see someone take another like take a crack at it like this. Yeah. And I'm I'm glad. I'm glad it exists. But yeah, no. Uh here next next time, uh we're going right in order. With mm-hmm. Superman 3. Yep. Continuing uh, the story of the Man of Steel under Richard Lester's watch and he gets to meet Richard Pryor playing Gus Gorman. Hmm. Superman's greatest foe yet. Richard Pryor. I mean, he's not even really his foe. He's more like no. his, his buddy. Superman's greatest acquaintance. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. That's that's much more appropriate. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and then uh, we have another bonus. We're going to pack Super March full of... To the fucking gills, man. To the gills, Alice. Uh... We're going to give you Supergirl, which is an, the next Selkind uh, installment yeah. Yeah, of the franchise, which and is canon. But it's we're, in the universe. We're not going to make it a full episode, but we're going to make it a special bonus release. Mm-hmm. 
And then to round out the month of March and regular episodes, <laughs> Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. Yes. God help us all. Uh, and then that's going to round it out. And then we got a couple other. I don't know if you wanted to announce. Uh, we'll uh, we'll talk more about them when we get there. I think that's a good uh, tease for a schedule coming up. Yeah. So there you go. Um, got to round out everything there. Um, but until then, I'm Devin. I'm Dayton. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you. Peace.